What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a new episode of Breakdown Breakdown. I'm here with my co-host, Hunter. Uh, I know last time we said that we probably won't record until after the draft, but I feel like there's been like a lot of news, reports, rumors since then where it feel like we wouldn't be doing our due diligence, just kind of ignoring that. Um, so I just felt like, you know, we just kind of want to do a quick pod, just, you know, updating you guys with our thoughts about everything that's happened over just the last couple of days. And I think the biggest, you know, piece of news that we got was the fact that Woj basically almost essentially confirmed that the Thunder are going to be picking Chet Holmgren uh, second overall in the draft. Uh, I felt like the case ever since the lottery, it's been like, what, six weeks since the lottery? Somewhere around that range. I felt like for like five and a half weeks of those six weeks, it's been a safe assumption to make that Chet's going to be the number two guy. Uh, Last week, there was like a few days where that was a little bit more unstable because um, of Vegas uh, odds changing. Like now those odds are back to what they previously were. And now things are kind of, you know, back to normal a little bit about Chad most likely going to OKC. And I think Will just said that his sense was that, you know, Chad was the focus for Presti and the funder this entire process. And, you know, me and Hunter spoke a little bit about all those rumors last pod. And we both came to the same conclusion where, you know, despite all these rumors, despite all these reports, despite all of this changing and contradicting information we've heard over the last week, we still think, you know, at the end of the day, it's going to be Jabari, Chet, and Paolo in that specific order. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what, what do you think, Hunter? I mean, <clears throat> this is the first time we've heard Woj talk about uh, Chet and OKC. Um, and I feel like that's probably going to be, like, the most definitive thing we hear until Thursday. Yeah, Woj is, like, the, the closest thing to gospel you're going to get out of these guys. I mean, I know we always say that, you know, teams like Oklahoma City, they have their cards close to their vest. But, you know, obviously Woj just doesn't say anything just to, like, put it out there. I mean, he he's very careful what he says. I mean, for example, tonight he said that he's pretty confident to see Jabari going to, Oklahoma, uh, to Orlando and Chet being Oklahoma City's sole focus pretty much. And, uh, you know, he, he says that stuff. He might think, you know, hey, you, Woj is guessing just like us in, in sort of a way. But at the same time, uh, whenever they're discussing number 12 overall pick, tons of rumors have been out about the 12 overall pick, too, uh, about how there's potential for Oklahoma City trading up, uh, like with Portland or maybe Pelicans, something like that, or even packing you up a deal with the Sacramento Kings. But throughout that, you know, 12th pick segment, Woj basically said nothing. He just kind of kept silent the entire time. So Woj is very selective of what he says. He's very careful with what he says. So him saying something with that much magnitude towards, you know, what the Thunder are going to go with uh, with number two pick, it speaks a lot. Like, you, you take his word for all you want, but it, it's pretty solid. Like, Woj doesn't say anything, just say anything. He's When he's connected and when he's confident in saying something, he, he's, you know, he, he's pretty much on the money regardless. So it, it's pretty big news to hear that, you know, Thunder – their guy all along basically is Chet in a way. Uh, this is like, you know, Thunder going to be getting their guy. That's always a positive thing. And when Presti wants his guy, he always gets his guy. And luckily the lottery put him in a sort of a way to where they don't have to trade up to get their guy. So, I mean, it, it all worked out in Oklahoma City's favor. And it's good to see that Presti's getting his guy first off. Because, you know, uh, Presti has an eye for talent, especially in the lottery. He basically never misses the lottery. So, I mean, it's it's good to see him. Uh, get that guy he's wanted all along. And uh, for Woj to confirm that it's 
kind of, I mean, didn't necessarily confirm it, but pretty much did basically saying that, you know, Oklahoma city has been eyeing him all along. It, it's pretty huge to hear that. Yeah. I mean, so you're telling me Hunter, that uh, you're kind of tuning out Jay Villas's, um, uh, Draft analysis and player profiling. Oh, no, no, no. I'm totally in on uh, Chet being the next Giannis, actually, Uh, (laughs) and Jabari being the next Katie somehow. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. I mean, man, Jay Billis is getting the Mel Kuyper territory, isn't he? (laughs) Yeah, that was wild. Like, Billis sounds like me preparing for for talking about the guys where I just watch, you know, a few YouTube videos here and there and just, you know, read what other guys are actually, who actually watch film say about him, just kind of go from there. Jay Bills kind of sounded like he was reading off KOC's mock drafts comparisons. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> Just cheated it up a bit. <laughs> Replaced the word every, every other sentence. <laughs> like whenever he sees the word shades of Giannis, he's like, oh, he's definitely going to be Giannis one day. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, so, so we got that stuff going on. And, you know, Chet also spoke with the media um, on Monday. And... He didn't want, and he didn't confirm uh, or deny which teams he met with. But um, I think it was Gavoni who who, um, who wrote in one of his recent articles. I forgot which one it was, but I think it was Gavoni who wrote. I think it was in mock draft, if I remember correctly. But he wrote that basically Chet's only worked out for Orlando and Oklahoma City, despite Chet not wanting to reveal his cards. Um, but yeah, I mean. Besides that, in terms of like other funder stuff that Chet talked about during his presser, he sounded pretty excited about playing with about the potential of playing with Shea and Josh Giddy. And he called Shea hell of a player and he called Giddy a great playmaker and passer. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, what, what do you just think of uh, Chet's presser and just, you know, the, the, the media availabilities overall from like all of the draft prospects? that that talked to the media over these last few days. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I think even in that, I think it was the mock draft article from Gavoni. And I think he also said that Chet only gave his medicals to uh, Orlando and Oklahoma city. So it, it seems like there, there's a pretty good sense around the league that Chet and Jabari's camps both think that they're going to go one or two regardless. So uh, it's interesting, interesting to see there, but yeah, I mean, throughout Chet's presser, I mean, he didn't really like give like an indication that like, wow, I really want to go to Oklahoma city. It, he gave more like the, you know, the PR type answer, you know, something that like his agent would kind of, you know, say, say you would like to be part of both these organizations. I mean, obviously if Chet does prefer or his camp, you know, his agency, regardless, want him to go to Oklahoma city, uh, still being at that one or two range, it's a lot of, you know, a lot of money being in there. Don't really want to just cu- go ahead and cut ties completely with either one of the teams before draft day. So it makes a lot of sense to hear these, you know, type of you know, pre-made answers in in sort of a way. But it was nice to hear him also praise Josh Gideon in SGA as well. So uh, really, I mean, he even praised, you know, uh, how how they'd fit on the court as well and how they would just, you know, they, they just naturally sort of would go together anyway. So it sounds like it'd be um, he'd be excited regardless. You know, if he has to follow Orlando, then he'd be excited. Or if he's falling at Oklahoma City, sounds exactly the same way with the PR. You know, like in the the presser. But uh, also, you know, from hearing from Chet, we also heard from. I think the one that stood out to most Thunder fans was this, uh, the Jeremy Sokan uh, interviews pressers and uh, talked about how he grew up with Thunder fan, how he went to go see uh, Thunder when they played against the Sixers in Manchester back in 2013. So it's nice. It's weird to hear prospects saying they grew up watching Westbrook and Katie and the Thunder. 
I mean, well, we finally entered that era, Calente. I think we talked about this last, last time, but I got to bring that up again because it's wild for me to think that we're finally prospects, in a sense, are talking about how they grew up loving the Thunder, or in some cases being their favorite team. So it's pretty cool to see that. I mean, that's what uh, Sokan was talking about and uh, how he had a good meeting with the Thunder. And uh, I think, th- did he say he met with Presti? I can't remember if he did or not. But uh, it was it was nice to hear, you know, how much he praised the organization, how much, you know, he, his workout went and all that. So that, that was probably one of the bigger takeaways from the pressers, hearing how big of a how big of a fan Sohan is really of uh, the Thunder in general, just how the organization is run. And from what we've heard from like the very first pressers and even going on into this uh, pressers, I think even I think Chet said this. I, I don't know. I might not have been Chet. I can't really remember correctly, but I know Sohan did as well that they're, you know, pretty much praising the Thunder's rebuild. Uh, really looking forward to like, you know, if they were to be drafted, they're looking forward to playing with the guys that are already uh, with Oklahoma City and guys they could eventually get going forward as well. Yeah, I, I also thought that Dan um, <clears throat> Ivey's uh, draft process slash workout sessions uh, are pretty weird because it's, he's, he's only worked out for the Magic and Pistons, which is like a weird combination of teams because the Magic picking <laughs> one and the Pistons are picking what five? So oh, oh, oh Pistons cool. five, yeah, Pistons yeah, five, yeah, Pistons five. So that's a, like a re- very weird combination of teams to to work out for. Plus, he didn't sound too excited about being drafted by the King, saying <laughs> oh, it, it yeah. wouldn't be the worst landing spot, which is probably like the worst possible answer you can I, give outside of just straight up saying you don't want to go there. Yeah, I gotta say that was easily the funniest thing I've heard all weekend. Is hearing Jaden Ivey's answers to Sacramento Kings. It reminds me of that meme where it says the worst you can say is no, and then you hear that from Jaden Ivey about Sacramento. <laughs> um, and you know, in terms of his, um, uh, in terms of his contact with the Thunder, he didn't have a workout with them uh, officially in Oklahoma City, but he said that um, there's Thunder officials. At his at his workout in either I think it was California or maybe Miami because all of them said Miami one of those yeah. one of those was, was Miami yeah I think so okay so uh, so Miami so there's fun people at his workouts in Miami um, and he, he interviewed them as well so um, there's that uh, but you know considering the fact you know didn't have his name floated out there for the Thunder more than one time. Um, it's just kind of weird how he hasn't officially worked out with, for them, considering the fact that they worked out um, Jabari and Chet, according to reports. So, if the, so it kind of you know makes it hard to believe those who are reporting that the Thunder are seriously considering Jaden at two or as a potential target in the trade up. Oh, yeah. Also, I, I was looking up earlier that uh, the Jaden Ivey one was actually in L.A. Uh, and Mark Williamson was in Miami. So I got that one wrong. I had to make sure I, I correct it real quick. But uh, w- repeat that question one more time, Clemente. Sorry, bod- bad podcasting. But I had, to, <laughs> I had to check real quick just to make sure I wasn't misinforming anybody out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jaden Ivey, that hurts. I was just saying it's, it's kind of weird how we've seen all the smoke surrounding the Thunder and Jaden Ivey, whether it's at number two or whether it's a trade-up possibility. Yet Ivy said he didn't officially work out for them. Yeah, I mean, it is very interesting. Uh, you know, uh, like you said, it was also really weird just to see uh, that, that you know, working out with Orlando or working out with Pistons. I mean, it's, a, it's two extremes, really. Usually the very first or like just entering out of the top five, top four spot. So, uh, you know, 
I mean, just hearing all those rumors about how the Thunder are enamored at Ivy and really like his game, like, I, I don't doubt that whatsoever. I mean, of, of course, they might really like Ivy, but it doesn't really sound like, you know, he's like their number one option. Obviously, like what we heard from Woj today, that Chet might be their guy all along. So it's not necessarily saying that Ivy is like number one on, on the on the board there for Oklahoma City. I mean, if they're like sort of the middle ground, I think they would like to have him on the team, but aren't like, you know they're not going to be like trading a whole bunch of assets like future picks or even Lou Dort for that matter, if they really want him, if, if they really wanted him, I mean, definitely they would have brought him over to Oklahoma city, worked him out and uh, you know, just done everything you've heard. Like even with SoCal, I mean, he had like full extensive, you know, uh, workouts and just talking with the Thunder organization in general. I mean, we, we've heard throughout the, uh, the pressers, like guys like Mark Williams, even Blake Wesley, talking about how they've talked with Oklahoma City, but haven't necessarily went over there to work out or anything. So it's it's interesting hearing those rumors that Ivy could be taken at two from Oklahoma City, like from some people, or Oklahoma City trading all these assets in to try and move up to four to pick them. But with what we're hearing from Ivy and the pressers and all that, it just seems like some sort of smoke coming in from either his camp or other camps to try and get teams to trade up, you know, enamor them to move up even forward so they can get their guy and trade picks to other teams so they can improve or just improve Ivy situation in general. So it is like, like we heard about him with the Kings and all that, not being really fond of their organization, wanting to play for them is what it's sounding like. I mean, might be sort of Ivy's camp trying to mess with his trade value so we can fall at the right team really for him to be like, we like we're talking about, Ivy really would prefer to be like with a team, you know, maybe Orlando, everyone wants to be the number one overall pick, but Detroit seems like one of his favorite landing spots out there. So it could be manipulation from Ivy's team just to try and get him at a certain spot where he wants to be. Yeah. And, you know, I could also just be straight up lying about it. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time. And, you know, to those reports is defense. I don't really think we heard much about Josh Giddy working out with the Thunder last year. So, and then he ended up being a pick. So, you know, maybe it's just one of those situations where, you know, it, it, it's just uh, a strategy for Ivy not to reveal publicly that he's um, met or worked out or worked out for the funder officially. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. And the, the, like we were talking about with Josh Giddy, happened last year at a private workout in L.A. with Oklahoma City. I don't even think he came to Oklahoma City, but I think that had more to do with uh, the NBL schedule that was happening at the time and, uh, you know, all the COVID restrictions stuff as well. But it's definitely stuff to consider because, like you said, Thunder work in the shadows, obviously they always do. And you, you just, you're never, you're never really going to have like a clear cut pick on what they're going to do regardless. So, I mean, it's always a just, you know, like you said, he might be lying. He might, you know, it might be like the truth in general. Uh, you just, you just never know. You have to wait till draft day pretty much, but you know, it, it's interesting to see. Yeah. And in terms of like other people who talk, I mean, how disappointed are you that the Thunder didn't me or work out AJ Griffin? Oh man, I'm crushed Clemente. I am absolutely – I mean, hey, he'd be – I think he'd be, like, really perfect. I mean, I think he'd be perfect for any team, really. I mean, well, he's coming in uh, into the league with one of the highest three-point percentages we've seen from a lottery guy, first off. Uh, impressive build, impressive wingspan. Uh, not as athletic as he was in high school, but always talks about how he can bring back that high school when he gets in the league. And he's he's a great defender, too, more on-ball, I think, rather than off-ball. He kind of sleeps at times, but still very sturdy as well. Just going to potentially could be a great role player. Uh, would taking that next step with having you know that self creation aspect, we see a little sparks of that uh, in his game when he's trying to rebuild that athleticism he has. Uh, he has a chance of being really special, potential borderline all star type player. So, yeah, it, it's kind of depressing not seeing this underwork him out because I think he'd be perfect anywhere, really. 
I mean, you know, interviews and all that aside, I mean, we don't know any of that type of stuff. So there could be other factors there that we just don't know about. He just seems like, you know, a kind of guy that you would just absolutely love to have on your team, especially Oklahoma City. I mean, we've got guys like SGA, tons of playmakers there. And to have him off ball, you know, uh, just a perfect type of shooter on the team you could have, perfect 3 and D type of guy. It, it just feels like a missed opportunity. But then again, like I said, I'm not Sam Presti, so I don't make the decisions. And, you know, he knows a lot more than I do. I'll tell you that. But, man, AJG, he just seems too good to pass up. Yeah, it kind of feels like Adrian Griffin is like the Ezekiel to Jabari Smith's Elias, where they're both forwards <laughs> who can shoot the ball, spread the floor. They have, you know, Similar, I guess, archetypes, like Jabari Smith is just 100 times better at what he does than A.G. Griffin does, plus he does a lot more as well. But, yeah. Did you did you like that, uh, Elias that's, Ezekiel? That uh, is, uh, that's a very niche reference for our uh, wrestling listeners out there, first off. And I really, if you did understand that reference, I really, I please be my friend, first off, follow us. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But, ser- but seriously, oh, my God, that was a perfect reference, Clemente. Very, I love that. Shout out to him. Oh, yeah, for sure. Shout out to him. And uh, wait, who's going to be Elrod, though, Clemente? Who is the Elrod of this draft? Um, Probably what? Patrick Bowden Jr.? I mean, if you just ignore how bad of an outside shooter he was in Milwaukee. (laughs) What about Jalen Williams? Yeah, that's a good one as well. We got to see how Elrod looks first, though. All right, all right, all right. I'll concede to that. We'll have to wait. We'll, <laughs> we'll give our updated Ezekiel Elias Elrod takes uh, after the day. Oh man, but yeah. Anything else from these uh, from these presents that stood out to you? Uh, you know, we pretty much hit everything. Uh, like I said, what brought up to Mark Williams stuff? They worked him out of Miami, but he didn't come over to Oklahoma City. And was it Blake Wesley who said he met with the Thunder on Zoom too? I can't remember. Yeah, I think so. He said it didn't work out for him, but he met with them over Zoom. Um, and he only spoke to the coaching staff, if I'm remembering correctly. I don't know. All these guys just got to blur together. <laughs> oh, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, we've heard a lot from people who have like, not necessarily worked out with Oklahoma City, but have talked to him on Zoom or the coaching staff on Zoom. So it's pretty interesting. And uh, Osai uh, Agbaji, I think he worked out with Thunder, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. That was confirmed a while ago from um, Locked On's Ryland Styles, And he just oh. confirmed it today. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But, uh, yeah, I mean, in other news that's happened with the Thunder, we also finally um, found out what the protections were for the 2027 first-round pick the team got from the Nuggets and the Jermichael Green trade last Monday. Um, so I think it was Stephen Dolan who kind of figured it all out. So shout-out to Stephen Dolan. Shout-out. Uh, but let me look up there. So it's top five protected in 2027 and if that doesn't convey then it's top five protected again in 2028 and if that doesn't convey then it's top five protected again in 2029 um and then it, and then if that doesn't convey then it converts into two second round picks um in either 2029 or 2030 which is quite a ways away uh steven was able to find these confirmations from Brian Windhorst and Zach Lowe on their podcast that drops there respectively. Um, but yeah, I mean, whenever that whenever you know that was revealed today, I felt like you know it was kind of like finding a hundred dollar bill in the middle of the road. What did you say? <laughs> oh my god, that's a perfect uh, example of that. Or just like whenever you're 
Well, no, never mind. Yeah, finding a hundred dollar bill is a lot better than finding that five dollar bill you didn't know you had in the wash in one of your pants. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it's probably more like that, or like when you know, like in Willy Wonka, where Charlie found like that golden dollar, or whatever, in the little sewer bin, picked it up and bought like the chocolate bar that got him the golden ticket. That's what it feels like. Yeah, for sure, but like <clears throat> I don't think I, I think before we knew what the professions specifically were, I think most people kind of thought that it'd be what lottery protected top yeah. 20 protected something top, 20, top 25 something around that range yeah yeah because all the fun i gave up was just the, the 30th pick in this class and two seconds um but you know instead the fun got top five protected pick which is which is wild because that's like <laughs> that's like as light as it gets in terms of protections yeah i mean legitimately it can i mean as long as like denver doesn't become like the best team in the entire league in like 2027 then that picks automatically immediately better than anything you could have gotten yeah i mean they only got tougher protective picks from houston for chris paul and his contract that was seen as like the worst contract in the league at the time uh and for and for and for them to get a top five pick and all, all they had to do was get your michael green who's only going to be making eight million next season that that's pretty wild, um, but then again, this trade you know helped the Nuggets out in terms of shedding twenty million off yeah. of their payroll and just exclusively luxury taxes. Uh, plus, you know the Nuggets are kind of going through a leadership change because they lost their general manager Tim Connolly to the Minnesota Timberwolves just recently. Um, so there's a little bit of like this organization on that front. So maybe Sam saw like, okay, they got a new GM in. They kind of, he's kind of settling in. Let me just, you know, take advantage of him for <laughs> for a little bit. Um, uh, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say we've seen that recently from Presti. Like whenever the whole changing of management over in Boston happened, when Danny Ainge stepped down and Brad Stevens, yeah, yeah, immediately went in with that Al Horford trade. So I mean, it's hilarious to see this happen exactly again. I mean, man, when they say Presti is like a tiger waiting in the tall weeds over there, he really is. He just jumps on any opportunity he can get. Yeah, and you know, and the picks far enough in the future where <clears throat> it's it, it, it's enticing enough as a trade. As a, as a potential trade piece for other teams because the pick is so far away from the future. Like, you never know how things are going to look in 2027. Um, so there, there's also that factor with the pick. Um, and, you know, the chances of Nuggets getting, like, three consecutive top five picks, uh, I know, you know, this, this is five, six, seven years from now, and now, like, a lot can change. But I feel like the chances of that happening are pretty low. Um, because they'll still have Nikola Jokic most likely, um, and he's only going to be 32 by by the time he's 2027. 20, so he'll be in his in his early to mid 30s around this time period. And Jokic just feels like the type of guy who's probably going to age well. Uh, so the Nuggets should still be relatively good. But you know, the Thunder, the Thunder get a pick that does that's not 30 overall, then that's a massive win. And the chances of that happening, and the chances of the Thunder having a better pick. Uh, then the one they have this year are like what twenty four out of twenty five odds. Yeah. So I take those odds for sure. Yeah, and not only that, but like you talked about this, like whenever we initially talked about the uh, the the trade when it first happened, is that the thirtieth overall pick is just not really the best situation to have because 
you, you're tied up to a lot of uh, money you have to send out to that rookie and just not a lot of contract flexibility like you would have with the second rounder, which would be preferable. Way more preferable to have like 31st, 32nd overall pick than having the 30th one. So having just like laying off that and for like another five more years later down the line, that's another huge win. So, I mean, just it, it's great all around from Sam Presti, just realizing that the values can only get better from 30th overall pick. And you don't have to take on extra money with uh, not as a flexible as a contract with the new rookie you'd have to bring in. Yeah, plus, you know, the funner getting experience a roster crunch inevitably. But, you know, that kind of – and this kind of helps out, you know, trading away picks and not using all four of your picks on guys. Yeah. That way, you know, you don't have to give up on someone prematurely because there's just not enough minutes or space on your roster. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. And – uh like we, we'll, before all that, anyway, we were all discussing like, you know, Tail Maladon, Ty Jerome, all of them on being on the chopping block. Eventually, like you said, they all will. Discussions will have to be made. I mean, even Presley said it in his presser that guys are just going to be competing for spots or else, you know, just, you know, bags on the front door, basically. That's it. But, uh, you know, just to have that delayed for a little bit longer, just to see, you know, working with what you want to work with. It's, just, it's nice to have that sort of uh, flexibility. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, um, I think that about covers everything that's happened just just in the last couple of days since we last potted. Uh, hopefully nothing crazy happens from now until Thursday, which is just <laughs> two days away. Draft's like, well, less than 48 hours away. So I can't believe we're already here, Clemente. We have finally reached the pinnacle. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I don't say I didn't know to say, Hunter. Um, I think I'll probably just end the pod here. Um, and, yeah, so. For sure, for real this time, next time we'll talk, we'll be on the other side of things, and we'll know for sure who OKC ended up getting at 2 and 12 and 34, potentially. Oh, yeah. You never know what's going to happen with that uh, 34th overall pick, but, you know, like Clinton said. That's the headliner. That's (laughs) Everybody's concerned about the 34. Chet Chet is old news, man. Chet, yeah, exactly. Chet, Sokan, whoever. Forget all about them. Think about all the guys you get 34, Blake Wesley, Max Christie, <laughs> Houston. That's the real money right there. Oh, uh, yeah. I wouldn't hold my breath on Blake Wesley. He'd probably go in the 20s. Uh, that's besides <laughs> oh, the point. Hey, you know what, Clemente? You don't have to correct me right now, okay? No, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so thanks for listening, guys. Just wanted to do a quick follow over everything that's happened recently. And, yeah, we'll talk again soon. And see you all in a couple of days.